And then when we got back to the end, when he needs to go back for his mom tape. Uh, <laughs> what an asshole. <laughs> Just the way that you say that. It's like he has to go back for his mom tape. It was a little He's, bitch. Okay, this is Baby Driver, right? Okay. <laughs> wow. Baby Driver. We are off to a great start. Okay, Baby Driver is the film that uh, Edgar Wright <laughs> yep. made so instead of far Ant-Man. so good. <laughs> I really, really wish you wouldn't. I wish you wouldn't. I- Welcome into Film Tank, the weekly podcast that covers both new and classic cinema. On this episode of Film Tank, we discuss the new Edgar Wright film, which is Baby Driver. If you would like to get in touch with Film Tank, you can always email us at filmtankshow at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Film Tank Show. And you can listen to all of our episodes on our website, filmtankshow.com, or on iTunes. And now, here are your hosts, Nick Cheney, Toussaint Egan, and myself, Alex Diekman. Hey there, everybody, and welcome in to episode 118 of Film Tank. I am Alex Diekman, along with my buds, Nick Cheney and Toussaint Egan. Hey, baby! Mm-hmm. Nick Cheney also here. Hey, guys, I'm really sorry about that. Hey, Nick, I'm really getting tired of your shit when you keep on sandbagging my intros, just waiting for well, me to go first. Uh, I will say, yeah, it's mostly your fault, Tucson. Uh, yeah. What the fuck had... is that my fault? Well, Let maybe, him go first. Well, maybe you have better material. It wouldn't go as poorly. You know what? You're right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think so. Yeah. Might sure. have some. Yeah. So today, I'm uh, going to go straight into it as... Uh, we're reviewing a film that I think all of us were at least intrigued to see. In fact, I would venture to say that all of us were really looking forward to. Um, and by a director who's done a lot of really good work and has had an interesting last couple of years, uh, <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> so uh, the film we are reviewing is Edgar Wright's Baby Driver, which uh, we are actually seeing before its technical release date because it's following this weird Hollywood trend this year of films now being released on Tuesday? Like a delayed... Yeah, they've been doing well, that a lot. Yeah. There's always been the Wednesday release dates. Well, there's been... There has been, but this is like a new thing that's popped up here in the last couple of I've never months. seen it given to a good movie. I'll say that much. Mm. Transformers, which I... I yeah. But Transformers came out last Tuesday. I know that for sure. I stand by what I just said. (laughs) So, but interestingly enough, we're able to see this before its technical release date. And um, I think all of us wanted to see this in the theater. And we went and saw it together, which was a bonding experience. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Baby Driver, if you know nothing about it, um, first of all, you should watch the trailer because it's actually pretty good. You don't like the trailer? No. That's why I was like somewhat worried. About oh, okay. Because if you know the, the conceit and the rumors were true that Edgar Wright had made a, um, you know, a quote-unquote playlist movie, 
And I'm like, okay, that's all right, because the trailer sucked because I felt like all that footage was taken out of context, which as you clearly see the movie, you're like, whether you like it or not, then that's certainly the case. But mm-hmm. yeah, I thought that trailer was very awkward. Oh, okay. Certainly mm-hmm. some good shots, some good whatever, but yeah. how do you re-edit something that is so meticulously edited? I mean, the answer to that would be you don't. Exactly. Right, but I still thought it was enjoyable. Exactly. That's because it was for, still for, edu- for Baby Driver for me at least. Like, mm-hmm. They should have did the teaser route of like just showing a snippet of a scene, like just randomly showing uh, spoilers for the first ten minutes of Baby Driver, but like him walking down the street for like a good minute, and then that's it. Though just slap the title on there and cut to black. We'll okay. go see it, Nick. That sounds really interesting, but I'd also like to know what the premise of Baby Driver is. If you can't get it from the fucking name. I'm just I'm stupid. just trying to like dude, you know what I'm doing. I'm trying to like lead up for like Alex like describing what the film is off of IMDb. What the fuck, man? Anyway. I stand by what I just said. <laughs> Alright, Alex. <laughs> I'm just gonna be a recurring theme. That's fine. <laughs> we saw some of those in this very film. Hey. So anyways, this film surrounds a uh a young man who has been coerced into working for a crime boss. The he boss is, baby. Yeah, he is a young getaway <laughs> driver who finds himself taking part in a heist doomed to fail. Whoa, spoilers. <laughs> so the film does uh, does star Ansel Elcourt, who uh, you would have previously seen in The Fault in Our Stars with Shailene Woodley. Uh, Nick, I know you saw that in the theater, didn't you? No, I saw it when it came out on on video. That's a shame. I've seen snippets of that. It's horrible. It's not good. (laughs) So this film also, Second Billing, stars John Bernthal, who's in about two seconds of this movie. Yep. Yep. Playing the character of Griff. And Uh, we have to assume that he died. Yep. I was just saying. Actually, if you're going to kick him out, at least you... (laughs) Do a little kind of sign-off joke like that. Yeah, a little wink at the audience. Yeah. So also here were John Hamm. You know what we're talking about? No. The last thing John Murthal says in the elevator is, and if you don't hear from me or see me again, I died. <laughs> oh, yeah. <Man>. That's awesome. <laughs> also here is Yaisa Gonzalez, uh, along with Lily James playing the role of Deborah, and Kevin Spacey as well playing the role of Doc is apparently what his name was, although I wouldn't have known that. Don't remember that. They never nope. say his name. No. Nope. No. Well, they don't even say Doc. Oh, and I'm sorry. I forgot to mention Jamie Foxx. He yeah. was also here playing the role of Bats, Bats. slash Leon. Get it? He's Bats because he's crazy. Hmm? Crazy as a bat. More like Leon the Unprofessional. Am I right, folks? <laughs> oh, Nicholas. Oh. You are on fire tonight. Ah! Yikes. I feel good. Yeah. All right, so who would like to start us off? I would like to start off. Okay, okay. I love the enthusiasm. All right. I don't. But... I mean, I'd like to just yes. kind of cash this out. I was like, okay, this is Baby Driver, right? Okay. <laughs> wow. Baby Driver. We are off to a great start. Okay, Baby Driver is the film that uh, Edgar Wright <laughs> yep. made so instead of far, Ant-Man. so good. <laughs> I really, really wish you wouldn't. I wish you wouldn't. Really, Can you just? Really, You're setting me up here. I really wish you wouldn't. I really wish you didn't do that. Well, we started Don't. off. The first minute was okay. Well, we're talking about Baby Driver. It is a film. Just, yeah. <laughs> just don't hold an apple pie in front of me and expect me not to fuck it. I just. 
Nicholas, why don't you go? We'll just talk. No, I want to hear. No, I don't. I don't I'm wanna, riveted. I really don't want to go anymore. I, I want you to go. We'll yeah. just tell your mother we ate it all. Do you Tucson, want please, please. Do you no, go? Tucson, I will Tucson's no going to start. No, please. No, we're, go. we're going to stop this, and Tucson's going to go. Please. Okay. Thank you. I was going to set it for a bit, but whatever. Fuck it. I'm just going to go into my opening thoughts. Um, so I saw the trailer for this. I liked it. Um, I wasn't really riveted by it, but I sort of like, I like the soundtrack that they had. I like some of the, the, the snippets of the, the chase scenes they had. And I liked the, the sort of throwback, uh, mentality behind it. It seemed like a, uh, very much in the vein, in the vein of like a Bonnie and Clyde, very, um, or Bonnie and Bonnie of a of, of a of a very like throwback film like a pastiche film like you, what 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 Edgar Wright is is used to and that's pretty much what I got out of this but what I really just enjoyed was one I I really love that opening like uh 30 minutes with the the actual bank heist with him like going through like the motions of like getting coffee and like going through like the next um uh round table what they're going to do meeting the 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 aforementioned love interest is like that was that was a really cool like setup. I was like, I, I really enjoyed that. I think that Ansel like brought a lot to that. Like, I don't, I don't think he, he brought a lot to it necessarily, but I think that he was a good fit for that yeah. role. That's I with think casting over acting. Yeah, yeah, actually. Um, um, I for one, I, I I know this this seems banal at this point because everybody just keeps on ranting and raving. I didn't look up anything about the soundtrack because I already knew from the trailer that the soundtrack was going to be something that would be pertinent to the actual character and to the actual film itself. And I'm just one of those people that I don't really give a fuck about. Like, oh, I gotta know what tracks are going to be coming. It's like, no, I'd rather be surprised by watching the actual damn film and seeing how the actual fit into the actual like, film. And I thought, for the most part, I liked I liked. A lot of the tracks, I think that some of them felt a little more forced than others. Um, there's a couple that I was uh, I was really surprised with hearing, like David McCannell's uh, "The Edge," um, and what else? I really like "Holy Calamity" by uh, Handsome Boys Modeling Club. That was a fucking sick track. Uh, there's 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 a lot of really good good ones in this one. Uh, but yeah, I really like the driving. I love the the stunt driving. It's like baby doesn't drive; he fucking dances across asphalt. I fucking love that shit. And and really, it does feel like a like a musical in some sorts, but not so much of like singing. It's just more of like there's a lot of movement going on. There's a lot of people like there's a lot of coordination and choreography, and that I really just enjoyed about that. And him just like taking the piss and just like playing while he's also performing. While the other guys are like doing the heist and he's just like playing in his car and like doing stuff. Like I thought that was a really cool bit that like I don't really get to see a lot of in films when they don't really show what the the getaway driver is doing other than like sweating bullets and like being very nervous or getting like off by somebody. So yeah. I will say about that Wait, aspect. Did you say getting off by somebody? Getting offed. Oh, off. Being killed. I thought you meant like yes, a I yes, job. I know. Yes, I know, Nicholas. Thanks. Yeah, great. I, just, I was only. I just wanted to know what movies I should check out. That's cool. Thanks, man. The only thing I'll say is I completely agree with you regarding um, baby's actions. Uh, the problem with that is, however awesome I thought that that specific scene was, I felt like that floated away a little bit after the first oh, couple of Yeah, it's true. It was a it was a peak and then the rest is kind of uh it's not a valley, it's it's more of like a Well it's different. Like a, it's a slope. 
Yeah. It's kind of a slope. Uh, yeah. Did you have anything else to, uh, to start with? Not to open with, no. Okay. Well, go ahead, Nick. Me? You tried to interrupt, so why don't you go okay. ahead and start? Yeah, why don't you? Nice. Let's go. Um, this is my least favorite Edgar Wright movie. Um, wow, that's saying a lot. It is, because I loved every single one of his movies, and I can't say I loved this. I definitely liked it. Certainly fun. I mean, I'd watch it again. Like, I'm not necessarily ragging on it, but there's a lot of things here that didn't quite work as a, at a feature length. You know, I thought this was, was an extremely fun exercise in filmmaking. I don't know that I would call it a wholly satisfying film. Um, I think Edgar Wright is enormously talented, and he proves that once again with Baby Driver. But Baby Driver is the film that I would be more impressed if somebody else had made it. Because Edgar Wright made it, I'm kind of grading on a curve here, and I really thought I was going to get something slightly more innovative and slightly less monotonous. Um... I don't think that the jobs really differentiated themselves well enough for me to remember what my favorite set piece was. I think part of that is the low budget for a film of this nature, you know, with these kind of stunts and such. Um, story was easily the worst part of this movie. Um, and it's not even that I wanted a more original story, but that was it was the weakest part by far because of the fact that the motivations of all the characters change on a whim every given scene. Like, the antagonist switches between three different people (laughs) throughout this film, and it changes hands for no other reason other than I don't think Wright had a truly great script here, so he tried to mix it up. Um, Can I mention something really quickly? Something that really just annoyed the fuck out of me. Um why did Kevin Spacey just decide to change his tune at the end? Just for the plot? <laughs> change his tune. <laughs> Music plays a major part in this film. Uh, but re- you know, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. It, re- realistically, though, that makes no sense. Well, what's weird is by that point, I didn't care. Not, <laughs> not because like I thought, oh, therefore I accept it. But he had already kind of baffled me when he was like, you're out. And then he's like, no, I'm no. in. Well, no, and he's like, no, you're in. But you also have to like willingly be it. Like I, like he. I don't know. There was just no definition there as to who he was, even though he was like a weird breed between paternalistic and materialistic. <laughs> and um, he was a very poorly written character. I would say most everybody in this movie like was poorly written. I don't. It, it's one thing to fill your movie with stereotypes, but this is actor fucking right. And time and time again, he has basically deconstructed and emphasized stereotypes. Here, he didn't do anything with them. He just leans into them. Yeah, and that's what I mean by in the sense that it's not a bad movie, but... Give the guy a fucking break. He just had, like, his, his a labor of love just, like, taken away from him and just... It's not my problem. I know, but, like... <laughs> oh, I'm just saying. Let him Besides, have, Baby Driver is his labor one. of love. Ant-Man was a movie that he agreed to do because he likes the character, sure, but I, Baby Driver is the movie he's been wanting to make no, since he... I mean, I, I think I, I'm, I'm not, it's not that I'm disagreeing with you, but I feel like that's a, like I'm pretty sure he's probably pretty upset about the Ant-Man situation. Well, I'm not saying that he's not upset. <laughs> I'm not saying well, he's He literally compared... It. He will not go see Ant-Man because he literally compared it to being asked if you want to see your ex-girlfriend have sex. <laughs> That's literally what he said, and I'm just like, that nah. That's like I'm, he's got hang-ups. Nah, I'm good. Anyway. Yeah. Um, I, I, I stand by what I say. <laughs> yeah, fine. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, overall, I man, I thought the first ten minutes were pretty phenomenal, and that in and of itself was pretty indicative of the fact that he didn't really have a movie here. He just totally had this vibe he wanted to dole out, and while it was successful in that, I guess, venue, I would say the one thing I was most looking forward to was the music. And the song choices in here are, like, almost all across the board excellent. Like, these are some great needle drops without leaning into anything too esoteric and yet without coming up with anything too redundant and rote. And yet, you know, I read a lot of reviews, and maybe that's part of the problem, mm-hmm. but I read a lot of reviews, and really Edgar Wright himself said it too, um, about how the music was going to be the driving force of this movie. It was going to be in every scene, and it was truly going to be this film's pacing and rhythm. See, I didn't know any of that shit going in. Okay, yeah. but I'm saying like that's what they everybody was billing at, okay. billing it as yeah. and whatnot. And I call bullshit. Um, certainly, some scenes that is very true. I mean, if you know, whatever, but. I mean, you literally have a a gunfight scene where um, yeah. every bass beat is a gunshot. Right, so, and but then, you also have scenes yeah. when he's just listening to Egyptian reggae, and it's really just in the background. And like that's okay, but like that was that didn't feel consequential enough. Like because hmm. Edgar Wright basically promised how every song was going to be an extension of the mood and the. Oh, and all Edgar. I'm saying is. It, you know, whatever. I, I was just a little let down. It was certainly a fun exercise, but I don't think the movie ever captivated me outside of its first 10 minutes. Well, and the you spoke earlier about how you would wish someone else had made this film. Uh, you talk about the... Hmm? Like, didn't you say that you said something like... No, I said I would be impressed by it oh, okay. if somebody so, else okay. had made it. Like, so, so what, I'd what, be more forgiving. Oh, okay. And then yeah. I, I misunderstood or, or uh, yeah, no. was going to go in a different direction with what you were saying. But yeah. I will still say that we've seen Edgar Wright uh, do fantastic work integrating music into a film in Scott Pilgrim. Um, and obviously other works, but well, um, this you, you've, been, you've seen him yeah. do what he pretty much build what he's exactly going to do, which you feel like he, he fell short on. Uh, here, here's, I guess, and this is where my disappointment comes from before I pass it back off. And that's not to say I dislike this movie, but not going to be one for the ages for me. But he, not, I wouldn't say promised this movie, but he said he was setting out to make a movie of this ilk, so to speak. And the fact that nothing in this movie made me as giddy and as just, I don't know, like excited to be a film fan as much as the bar fight set to Don't Stop Me Now and Shaun of the Dead, which only lasts about three minutes. Like, I remember when I first saw that and I was like, holy shit, you know, like, who is this so director? That was your bar when he was talking about the significance of music. I can, yeah. I can totally understand. Like, that, I'm. I'm not not criticizing that. No. I I'm I'm understanding like what you're saying because I totally agree that that is a high point of his entire filmography. Okay. Um and relative to that there is nothing that is there's nothing of e- even a fraction of equivalence to that yeah. in Baby Driver. I just thought that this was a a serviceable yeah. surprising um soundtrack. 
Yeah, no, that's what I mean. Like, the soundtrack is not necessarily at fault. But nothing How particularly used resonant. It yeah. Is. And one last thing I'll say is that um, I think half of it also comes down to the fact that this is kind of a humorless movie. There are certainly a few quips, but this is the first time when I wasn't laughing out loud at an Edgar Wright movie, and I don't know how well he works outside of something that... And I'm saying some of his movies are also fucking cut deep. I mean, The End of the World's End and um, Sean shooting his mother and Sean... I mean, those are movies that I have some of the greatest dramatic moments, I think, in some in film, and, and yet this is a humorless movie without a heart, just the beats. I... <laughs> I think that um, if, if if I can just like kind of I'm just build, leave because I don't think I can top that. If I could just build yeah. off of that whole um, humor note that you just like brought up, I did have a major contention like in the first part of this film because I felt like there was, you know, speaking of somebody who frequently slips into the transatlantic accent just because I love that affectation. And I just, I, I, I think it's a cool voice and I, I, I just like it. I felt like there was a twinge of that in the dialogue and repartee of, um, buddy. And, uh, what's, what's the name of his, his, I don't know what their fucking code names are. John Hamm and the girl or whatever. No, their real name was Monica. Yeah. Monica is like John Hamm and Monica. Darling. And, oh, yeah, yeah. Darling. And, so and, Jamie Foxx, yeah. and they were just, like, sort of, like, quipping off of each other, and then you have, like, the guy who's the Punisher now, like, being an asshole <laughs> for I don't know what fucking reason, and I, I, I don't know, I felt, I was kind of, that, that, that kind of, like, set me off a little bit, because I just felt like it was leaning a little bit too much into a knowing sort of indulgence of that sort of, yeah, see, see? The one joke in this movie that I actually found funny, I didn't actually laugh at, because it was too little too late by the time we got to it mm. which was the Monsters Inc. joke like that's <laughs> a funny joke don't quote me thing but that Monsters was really Inc. out of place by the end of this movie for me like it was just kind of like wait oh oh now you got jokes so yeah, anyway 14 minutes left nice yeah. yeah right in the nick of time also character pivot yeah anyway yeah I'm not sure about that one so um I am probably the least Edgar Wright fan here, I would say. Like, I've yeah. enjoyed pretty much every film I've seen that he's directed. Didn't we watch all the Cornetto films back-to-back? In the yeah. theater. Yeah, we did that. Yeah, yeah, that was great. That was that was like five years ago. Holy shit. We've bro. all seen every single one of his films. The Cornetto trilogy, Scott Pilgrim, and the trailer to Don't. <laughs> oh, yeah. And Don't. I've seen Spaced. His British television series, which is really good. Well, aren't you the super fan? Well, you know. So, anyways, I, I feel like I'm probably the the uh, lowest on the totem pole of of his fandom. Hello, yeah. down there. But thank you, Nick. <laughs> it's the first time you've ever gotten to say that. <laughs> so, <laughs> so um, that being said, I for sure am the highest of all of us on this film, um, and. I will say the biggest reason is I'm pretty much agreeing with all of your comments regarding uh, the characters within this film, the writing, the story, and the lack of humor, because I thought for the most part, um, all that was not great. Uh, But for me, the characters and even the plot of this story was somewhat inconsequential to 
the film that I was watching because I sat down and was expecting a cool car chase film with a sweet soundtrack and soundtracks are not a big thing in films for me. So uh, I don't get as excited as you guys do for an awesome soundtrack film. Um, and pretty much here from minute one to minute one hour 46 or whatever that is in minutes. Um, I, I was, ex- thanks buddy. Wait, no. What? You said an hour 46. Oh yeah. So one Oh six. I said one Oh six. Okay. I'm glad. Math. <laughs> Math is the talent. Uh, I was entertained from, from start to finish and that's all I really wanted out of this film. And I thought, um, and this is probably blasphemy, but that's fine. Uh, some of the editing, pacing, and and use of uh, sound effects slash uh, syncing with music felt like something I hadn't seen before in a lot of films. So I absolutely loved that, appreciated it, and just enjoyed watching it. The transition into uh, babies, uh, aviators. I mean, those transitions were amazing. That they was were like, fucking great. There were, were like four or five. Of yeah, here. like I, I can't contest that. That was still like really good editing. Um, um, the editing here, I personally find nothing wrong with it and thought it was absolutely fantastic. Uh, cuts in the chase scenes and just the chase scenes in general were great. Uh, you can't get past or can't do any better than that first chase scene, which I thought was absolutely fantastic. Uh, it looked great. It felt great. And... As the audience, uh, we're pretty much left to feel like the other three people in the car are like, oh, <laughs> shit, we're just along for the fucking ride. Um, I just really, really enjoyed this. What and about the dialogue? I, again, I, I didn't really care. Can I make another <laughs> note of a, of a moment when the dialogue kind of grated on me? Mm-hmm. When they went to the butcher in order to get the fucking... Paul like, Williams, gun. by the way. Paul Williams. It was actually a great bit of casting. I'll give it that. And then he starts like going into this whole fucking spiel where every single gun and every single armament is a metaphor for some type of cut of meat. Mm-hmm. And it went on like... His character name is the butcher. It went on... Five seconds too long, and I'm just like, dude. Is that I, all, dude? I'm just. No, I, I'm being serious. I, I say, was was five seconds too long? All like it went on. I feel like it just went on too long. I was like, okay, yeah. I get, I get your shtick. Mm-hmm. I get it. Okay, that's cool. And it's just like, okay, you're talking about prime ribs now. Okay, you're talking about sausages. Sausages are are, are grenades. That's great. Okay, they're there to see how the meat gets made, man. Okay, yeah, that's great. I got so- and you're in your butchers yourself. I, I I get it. Okay, I I fucking get it. Just give me the fucking guns. I got so tired of Jamie Foxx's character, which yeah. which somewhat works because he's supposed to be annoying as yeah. fuck. So. I mean, in that, but at the same time, uh, it wasn't good uh, in terms of acting. Overall, though, I thought this was fantastic because not that it was a great film, but I go in movies to be entertained and enjoy my time and sit and watch something that that piques my attention, piques my interest, and I thought this hit all of those markers. I don't regret paying to go see this film. That well, was like one of the... you didn't. Oh, <laughs> damn. Okay, you're going to be like that, huh? Just, all right. No one forced him to buy our tickets. Nope. Didn't force you to do it. Um, but I'm just I... saying, choose your idioms carefully. Oh, that's great. Um, 
I didn't regret going to see this film. All right. <laughs> Good. All right. I didn't regret spending my time seeing this film because I thought that it was a, a, a good use of my time, even if it wasn't a perfect film by any right. Even if it wasn't. Because his name's Edgar. Right. Thank you, Alex. Um, even if it wasn't the best that Edgar Wright is capable of, he's done better. And I don't think that he could have probably done better with this. Um, I still think that it was. A subpart effort from from Edgar Wright is still a couple leagues above like some of his contemporaries who have filmed so, out right now. So we've all, we've all given our initial thoughts, and obviously we're pretty much on, not all over the map, but I'd say we're on different spectrums for different reasons. Mm-hmm. And you guys Just like in different lanes, man. You guys like Edgar Wright for different reasons than I do, um, and I like this film for different reasons than you guys do, even if you obviously don't like it nearly as much as me. However, one thing that's for sure is that this film has gotten overwhelming praise in terms of critics. So since both of you had similar feelings, where do you feel like the disconnect is there between what you saw and what they saw? I think it's because they just got off of having to uh, review Transformers and they're just like chomping at the bit for anything. Maybe that's kind of catty, but um, I think that... Yeah, it's, I'll it's, say this. Mm-hmm. I don't think. I, I think sometimes certain filmmakers come along. Coen Brothers, Paul Thomas Anderson, even you know where. It's like, as long as they make a something a, well at a certain level, then you know it becomes like, where do you draw the line and that kind of thing. So I I feel like there becomes like this whole like. I don't know, expectation, and as long as it meets a certain... I mean, I guess I'm not going to put words into other critics' mouth. Mm-hmm. I'll just say, for me, I was not impressed by a certainly hard-to-pull-off trick. Like, it, it's not so much that um, I don't acknowledge what went into this movie, but I'm not going to pretend like I... That I don't think he could have did it better. I mean, and even the editing, which I loved in a lot of spots here, I still thought got a little, not grating, but hmm. um, at times I'm like, okay, this is kind of a Darren Aronofsky knockoff, but just set to piano keys tinkling. You know, I'm just saying, like, it, it wasn't something I hadn't seen before, and I thought Edgar was hmm. better than that. Um, I don't know. I mean, like, think of the the weird transitions in Hot Fuzz when um, I forget what the main character's name is but when he shows up to the village for the first time uh, and he takes the train and the way that like seven, eight seconds montage uh, occurs in that space and time between cutting from the train moving uh, from the station to the train moving, coming back to the station, waking him up with his potted plant, looking at his Nokia phone, like, these weird, like, that has a weird rhythm all to its own and is weirdly more inspired than a lot of the stuff that happened here, which was pretty standard, oh, baby grabbed his iPod, time to press play. <laughs> and, and, you know, and it's just, it was the same trick over and over and over. Okay. Uh- and... One more thing, mm-hmm. yeah. when there was something that definitely was interesting, or I should say, it never felt enough. Like, for example, when they're in the laundromat, ooh, he put the solids in each and every window. Uh, 
I, you know, like that's cool, but it seemed more like a Edgar Wright is known for background gags, so therefore, here you go, folks. This is all we can think of: red, blue, yellow bed sheets. <laughs> I, I don't know. I just it was just the uh, like, I, yeah. and it's weird because I actually liked the movie, but yeah, um, this felt like. If Edgar Wright is sweet, sweet milk, uh, this is slightly spoiled. Oh. That's a tagline for wow, you for the, uh, for the Blu-ray cover. Kind of yeah, I don't think they're, they're going to take that one. Yeah. So, Fucking uh, Fox and Friends. Yeah. We <laughs> need a bottle of that Wright milk, right? We, 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 uh, we already referenced uh, Fresh Ant- out the teat. Ant-Man. Um, Toussaint referenced the Marvel Cinematic Universe jokingly about this. But boy, I gotta tell you, I couldn't watch this film and it not. There were two occasions where this, I was like, "Oh man, this is supposed to be like Peter Quill." Oh, okay. Well, he's always listening to music. He's got the dead mother. He's got the tape. I mean, I'm not even trying to say that there's a connection there, but at the same time, I feel like there was at least enough parallel. A lot between... of people in cinema have dead mothers. Look, I just need to well... know. I just need <laughs> yeah. to know. It's is this a sequel? Backstory you don't have to write. Is this yeah. a sequel to Baby's Day Out, or is it a prequel to Driving Miss Daisy? I just need to know that, because it has to be connected to something else, because people don't make films on their own anymore. I'll say one more bad thing about this movie, I and mean, then I'll start praising some shit. Okay. One thing that I did not think that I was going to say when I watched this movie was, what Marvel had a problem with this? You know, like, I... <laughs> Scott Pilgrim, I could watch that movie and go, "Oh shit! How did you? How did a studio fund this?" And yeah. the other three movies were uh, British production, you know. But like here, I'm like, he went from a pretty tame studio, you know, whatever production, which has more humor in it, <laughs> and I laughed more at Ant Man than I did at Baby Driver, which I, you know, I kind of find fault with because I do think Baby Driver is trying to be somewhat funny. Um, and I watch this, and I'm like, this is pretty just coherent action and bland characterization and some good tunes. <laughs> Where's the beef? I don't know. It's just... Uh, oh, beef. Like like, like they're arguing. I just randomly said where's yeah. the beef. But man, it's got them so fine. good. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, in terms of the, the actual acting here, um, yeah, I... The characters, as I already mentioned, I felt like were, for the most part, just kind of there in terms of their actual characters. We had a very bland storyline. You already said the the comment about a lot of people dead mothers, which is obviously true. Um, well, so he lost a father. Yeah. Like, well, he, was... He f- died in that car accident. So. No, I know. But, like, why didn't he mourn? Like, did his father beat him or something? I mean, I think that's... That's I what think it's implied that his father it. was abusive, yeah, probably yeah. from the scene where he grabbed her by the hair. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Well, See, and that's he, what happens when you don't really want to write back story. You just want to show it in three-second I mean, it's better to sometimes show better than tell. Not show but tell. Why show it all if it doesn't actually factor in where I can't even remember it? I mean, he did have a father. so <laughs> Yeah, I remember that. It's usually that. how it goes. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I don't think he was a lab baby. <sighs> Oh, can I just say, I thought the twist of this movie, seriously, and this actually would have blown my freaking mind, but I thought the twist was going to be that the mixtape was actually called Wow instead of Mom. He's going to like flip it over and be like, doesn't say Mom. It says Wow! And then he just like does like a fist bump in the air, cut to credits. Yeah. That would have been a left turn. 
Hey. Hey. Put your uh, blinkers on. Yeah. Um, How about those glasses, eh? <laughs> what, what about those glasses? That is uh, some crazy shit. If we ever get a heat what remake, we need some of those. Yeah. <laughs> okay. No, okay. I'm just saying. Like, I just see like yeah. Al Pacino and uh, Rob De Niro going around with some Kanye glasses. That's great. <laughs> with the with the the Venetian shade glasses, the the ones that haven't been in fashion since 2007. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I was talking about the light glasses. Oh, those. He's, he's got yeah. lots of glasses. No, but I'm talking about the ones used during this. Yeah. Sorry. I meant the... No, that's fine. The only uh, the only performer here I actually thought was was okay, uh, even though wasn't really in the film that much. Uh, I actually kind of liked Lily James' performance here. I thought she was all right. I liked Lily James a lot. Mm-hmm. I, for the most part, didn't mind John Hamm for what he was given. Mm-hmm. And Ansel Elgort, I'll admit, was better than I thought he would be. Yeah. Um, I think... This was mostly just a script that didn't always serve him because when he was charming, he was charming. And um, there was some moments where he had to like really act and I just don't feel like the film warranted that. So it was kind of awkward caught between like doing your job and yet also not feeling it. Well, and, and it, it the in terms of his character was in his favor, in my opinion, there because he's supposed to be an awkward person who doesn't know how to talk. Sure. So for a person who doesn't really know how to act, it worked just fine. Um, yeah, like Jamie Foxx, like, I don't necessarily know if it's his performance, but boy, I just wasn't feeling that. No, that was, um, let me just say, um, in the echelon of supporting black criminals. Echelon? Whatever you want to call it. Echelon. Yeah, okay. Sorry, Mr. Rogers. Okay. Uh, (laughs) in the echelon. Echelon, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Like, you never pronounce words weirdly, Mr. Continuity. I never said that, actually. Okay. Continuity. Yeah, you said it right now. You always say continuity. Continuity. That's not right. Oh, boy. Anyway. Continuity. <sighs> Continuance. Uh, Nick. I was going to say, mm-hmm? in the echelon of <laughs> supporting black criminals, uh, Jamie Foxx is just below uh, Marlon Wayans. You brought your bitch to the Waffle Hut in the Lady Killers. What the fuck? Just saying. Like I'm actually entertained by that performance. That's that's a pull. That's a pull. Oh, he nice. brought his bitch <laughs> to the Waffle Hut. That's that's not saying much about Jamie Foxx. No. no. Yeah, boy. So, Nick, you said you had some praise for this film, so let's get to that. <laughs> I forgot. No. Um, I mean, yeah. No, I'll, I'll lace some of what I said with sugar and say that I can dump on the editing at times. At other times, it was fantastic. Um, yes, I'm, I did love the fact that the car chases in and of themselves were a wonderful uh, display of stunt driving and whatnot. It certainly barely not barely any cgi but barely any cgi where it counted i mean um and i'll say that the soundtrack itself i I love the soundtrack whether i thought it was utilized to the fullest of an extent eh. but um those choices from young mc to uh the harlem shuffle to um a few others that i'm of course forgetting i mean this is a 30 song uh movie um and and they're all pretty much great. The um, 
and they make a they make or break a scene. Um, the scene in the laundromat, for example, would not have been a scene I would remember if it wasn't so wonderfully scored by uh, thing. I forget now, but huh, that's sad. But um, but the way that was blocked, I like the way that they kind of keep dancing because they have to keep turning around to make sure that the headphones uh, stay untethered, which is a pretty like that's the Edgar Wright that I love. Um, uh, also, I this is really random, but um, one thing that I think would have improved this movie, which also is contingent on something I liked about this movie, is that if they would have cut the whole Kevin Spacey paternalistic stick, it would have made the adoptive father thing ring even more, I thought, true and kind of nice. Like, uh, th- th- this is not my two dads, so I don't... Um, I, I don't know what they were going for, what Edgar was going for here with that kind of conflict. Um, because I actually really like that character of, uh, of the adopted father whose name I forget, but his kind of no bullshit attitude, but yet still caring and, uh, supportive of whatever he wants to do. Um, yeah, I, I didn't mind him at all. And, uh, weirdly enough, I liked that ending montage of... The um, bringing back the random supporting characters that he Baby Driver had met along the way, where he had done a good deed for, and, as cheesy as it was. Um, well, as we heard when uh, myself and Toussaint were walking out of the theater, uh, other people who saw that film could not understand how he ended up going to prison after uh, those great character witnesses. So, oh boy. Yeah, there are really great people. Ed Tucson was there, and we were both walking out just looking at each other like, oh boy, you do know he killed people, right? They prefaced it by saying, he's like, now I don't know a whole bunch about law and the government. I'm just that's like, fair. yeah, I mean, I mean, that's the time we live in. That's, that's, well, you know. I blame the school system. That's great. To quote um, my dad, I, I blame the school system, so. But yeah, no, but I actually liked that montage because um, it was just kind of a cute little payoff to things that kind of annoyed me while they were happening. Like, oh, he's going to throw the purse, whatever. Whereas now if I rewatch it, I'd be like, oh, that's cute. Like, you know, because it kind of actually has a... And that's another trademark of Edgar Wright is paying things off. I, you know, the brick joke uh, in Hot Fuzz where you think that the <laughs> the guy who works at the desk <laughs> has... Uh, whatchamacallit, has, like, crazy nights and, like, keeps... But but then you find out that there are two different people, but they just look eerily <laughs> similar. Like, little random things like that um, just completely elevates uh, a one-note joke, and that was kind of a, I would say, at least a little taste of that. Um, but, yeah. I love the first ten minutes. <laughs> I, I really did, and I know that sounds like, a, like I'm complaining, mm-hmm. but, like, no, like, that's some of the best filmmaking I've seen all year. And it was when I thought, like Tucson had kind of said earlier, where I thought like, this could be the best original musical uh, in quite some time. But then the film totally did away with the idea that baby dances, other than a few private uh, waltzes in his apartment. Uh, yeah, that was really just pretty much disregarded after yep. the first act. Yep. And I was like, oh, I thought he was going to like have to like do that to... like. Like, I thought there was, well, no, like, I thought there was, at one point, I knew the iPod would at least go away at one point, you know, so I thought he was going to have to, like, dance and then start hearing the music, like, in his mind, if he just goes through the motion, Uh, but no. 
Yeah, and speaking of that, uh, and uh, speaking of things that that, and you mentioned this being an Edgar Wright motif of of things getting paid off. Boy, I guess it does come back, but um, the whole idea of him makes yeah that doesn't get paid off at all. In fact, it's it kind only... of annoying when it does come back. <laughs> Yeah, when you realize, because I thought that that scene when he makes it is awesome. The way it's edited, the way whatever. And then when we got back to the end, when he needs to go back for his mom tape. Uh... <laughs> what an asshole. <laughs> Just the way that you say that. It's like he has to go back for his mom tape. It was a little his bitch. Mom <laughs> tape. <laughs> no, but when What, he, when he loves he... his mom? When he goes back for it... Um... I'm like, so this kind of just watered down a really cool little detour. <laughs> the film took her away, where it was character detail, where it feels more like Edgar Wright had to make a reason for him to go back to Kevin Spacey, because there was no other reason he possibly would. Well, luckily he went back there, and then Kevin Spacey decided to kill all the other people who were after them to save him and give him all the money. Yay! You <laughs> That, oh, make, that makes no and, sense. And those gang members, that was, uh, that was a, I guess, uh, a payoff. Banana. Yeah, but they were the ones from earlier that yeah. they, they killed. They didn't kill them. No. Apparently not. Those Their were hands the... twitched, meaning they're still alive. Ah. Meaning that they will appear at some other point in the film. Thank you for that. Don't worry about it. All right. So, anything else we want to discuss about this? There's really not much here to get... Why is Baby good at parkour? Driving, I get. They say he's been driving since he was a child. No, 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 but like... Because the the plot necessitates that he has to be fast. He's got to go fast. Baby's got to go fast. Baby's day out. a parkour guy. In the fucking intro, we're led to believe that he's so fucking clumsy he can't not run into people. Yeah. But when he his life depends on it, he can just fucking sail over anything he needs. Yep, yeah, because a... he's listening to the music of his heartbeat. He's listening he's to the listening to the music during the opening fucking credits. He's gotta listen <laughs> yeah. to his heart, listen to the beat, listen to that beat up on the street. And I say, Hey, what a wonderful kind of day. <laughs> no one else is laughing. So. I'm sorry. Am I the only kid that actually grew up watching PBS? Yeah, thanks. Yeah, well, no, yeah. You weren't. Yeah, good. You're just the only one that holds on to it. Oh, wow. You're a fucking dick. Yeah, luckily you didn't grow up now because that's pretty much done. So. Yeah, I know. There's okay, there's nothing really else to yeah, talk right, about yeah. with this film because I feel like we've already like parsed through what the main appeal of it is. Like It's supposed to be about car chases. It's supposed to be about music. It's supposed to be about like the witty repartee. And, uh, and apparently like all three of those just kind of like fall short. At some point, like they peak at some point and then they sort of just like pet her out. Yeah. Um, none of these characters really come together in their fullness as as, as what they could come together. Oh, I see. Right that song wasn't in the soundtrack. You shouldn't be singing that. Over me. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was an OK movie. I enjoyed myself like in the theater. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, I saw. I'm looking forward to the next. Yeah, I you saw me enjoying a film. Oh, I damn. certainly did. Oh, damn. Yeah, oh, God. I was nodding my head along with the music because You're I really enjoyed it. You other parts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Those 
Fuck off. Anyway, I'm looking forward to the next Edgar Wright film because I feel like this is just a stopgap between him and a very awkward time in his career where he's just trying to like trudge out of it. And I know that he he can back, he can get back to the fullness of his capacity of of as as, as a filmmaker. So. Edgar Wright apologist. I really thought Baby was gonna get out of the car <laughs> with uh, Lily and then really quickly say, "You met me at a very awkward time in my life." Because he watches Fight Club. That's just one one of many things that was on the. The television, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. That, that is true. Yeah. Well, I mean, he cribs from Monsters, Inc. Why wouldn't he crib from Fight Club? Because that's too basic. That's too basic even for this film. Hmm. I mean, I'm not being serious. Okay. That's cool. Anyway, um, for ratings, uh, I guess by the end of this, like, I came in it, in it pretty pretty above average but now i'm just kind of at average now just like talking it out and really parsing it through um you know i want to give this like a a two and a half between a two and a half and a three just because i think that it's a good movie and you should go see it i don't think that you should believe the wholeness of the hype but go see it it's worth going to see in theaters. Edgar Wright deserves at least that. So, yeah. All right, Nick, your turn. Yeah, I'm going to have to echo those sentiments. I think Baby Driver proves to myself that Edgar Wright will never make a movie I dislike. Mm-hmm. But I did finally see what it would look like if Edgar Wright made a movie that disappointed me, hmm. so to speak. So I'd give this three out of five, and I probably will buy it one day. I mean, he makes movies like no other, and that's certainly true. Um, but this was the first time when I didn't think I saw unfiltered Edgar Wright. I, I just saw uh, Edgar Wright wanting to get something out of his system that he's been wanting to make for years, and for good reason. It's an entertaining property on its own. Um, but... Man, I kind of hope he and Simon Pegg get back together because I think Simon uh, helps him with his characterizations and some of the drama that could have made this movie, I think, an all-time great. Like, Mm -hmm. the foundation here is fucking solid. Uh, But, you know, the more we talk about it, the more I'm starting to see some cracks. I give it three out of five. Okay, cool. And I recommend people go see it. I think the average person will like it more than I did, and I don't mean that as an insult, but just grading on that curve. Mm-hmm. So yeah, go see it. Yeah, I thought this was very enjoyable. Um, I can't really say, and I think that's part of why I'm not giving this like a overwhelmingly positive rating. Uh, is I'll still give it three and a half out of five because I thought this was an extremely enjoyable film. Um, I probably won't, but, uh, if I was able to, I would go see this and again, the theater, I think just like a lot of films, uh, this pops really well in the theater with, uh, the, you know, surround sound around you, uh, having the entire screen in front of you really helps with the just excellent editing throughout this film. And I just enjoyed it from start to finish. Uh, I really have no nothing good to say about the storyline and the characters throughout this film. Cause I don't think there really is anything great to say about it. Hey man, they're going to head out West in a car. 
that they can't afford yeah. with dreams and plans they don't have. Yeah. Why? Because they're young and they're going to hit the road. Yeah, that's 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 your entire story. Yeah, I, I mean, say... it's it's a prototypical story of every single getaway heist sort of yeah. story. Can but, I say... but there's no heist, so... What the fuck are you talking about? There's no heist. He's not heisting anything. What the fuck? What the fuck? He's a heist driver. There's like several heists in this film. He has no interest in stealing the money. What the f- He gets paid like everybody else. He may not be interested no, in it, but he's still complicit he in it. He doesn't. Yeah, and he puts all the... Yes, he does he, get paid. He, yeah, he gets paid... He like everybody well, else. Technically, he just gets like a... $10,000 or $5,000. Yeah, stack. And, and it, he puts it in under his floorboard. He's the kid of the foster and, system. Yeah. He still gets... Oh my it doesn't god. matter if he gets oh it. Oh my god, I can't believe we're getting this pedantic about it. Oh my god. Wait, wait hold on. No, I'm, I'm really confused here. I'm, You're confused? I'm here, okay, let me lay it out for you. He is, he is, a, he is a driver yeah. who drives criminals to rob banks and other places, drives them away. No. He drives to he drives brings to... them coffee. Mm-hmm. They divvy up the, the, mm-hmm. the, the actual like, like pot. Yeah. Then... Kevin Spacey takes his money in order to pay him back and then throws him a pittance. He still gets paid. It's fine. He he's not he's not the one who's stealing money. What the f- That you don't have to be the one stealing the money to be complicit in theft. That is absolutely true. 100%. That doesn't make this a heist film involving the main character. We never go inside a building. He Just, went inside of a building. This is a a car movie. He went inside of a building. This is not a heist movie. And I, I mean, cased a, po- a, a post office. I'm I'm I'm, 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 I, I'm I, I literally do not have enough of me in this film to stump for this film being a heist film. So I'm going to just retract it and just let it like die on the vine because I just wow. I honestly do not give a fuck. Yeah. I think it's a heist film. You don't have to think it's a heist film. I mean, it's there cool. are a lot of heist elements, but I don't think that Baby is a heist character. Which um, I didn't say it was. I'm, I'm not yeah. gonna. I'm not gonna do it. Just okay. Gonna, just gonna let it die. That's fine. Just gonna let it die. Okay. That's fine. Can I just say? Yeah. <laughs> the opening credits when Baby is dancing throughout the uh, throughout the streets, dancing through the streets. Mm-hmm. You want to finish my thoughts for me too? Huh? Yeah, I do actually. All right. Yeah, that was a great scene. I loved it. Next. I was going to say that oh. the background gags of putting the lyrics all throughout the city was like somebody doing a parody of Edgar Wright. That mm. was some weak, weak shit. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying this is coming from the guy who has employed some of the most insanely acute background gag. I mean, think about in Shaun of the Dead when the two survivor parties meet up. Uh, and the two leaders talk to each other, and they cross, they literally cross paths after once they split up, so that each character in that line that passes, there, there, there's two levels of jokes going on there, because every character is weirdly dressed similar, and also, if you're a fucking British uh, television nerd, every character that crosses the plane or whatever you want to call it are co-stars on their respective uh british television show which is just i mean like that think about the manpower it takes to think about something like that 
than like, well, what if we graffiti hilarious highlighted words during this song? Uh, it's just kind of anyway. Below his level. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I still really enjoyed this film, and I would go see it again, and I will probably be purchasing this someday. And I think, just like you said, Nick, I think for the most part, if people go see this, they'll enjoy themselves in the I think theater. So. so I'll probably go see it again. <laughs> <laughs> so three and a half out of five for Baby Driver from me. If you have any thoughts out there in podcast land and you want to share them with us, feel free to send them along to us at filmtankshow at gmail.com. Or you can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram as well at Film Tank Show. Coming up on our next episode, uh, we're going to, again, go back into the superhero genre as it seems like you just cannot get away from it. Because if you go see new movies, you actually can't. Uh, The film that we're going to be discussing is something that I feel like everybody on this podcast looked at and said this is going to be bad. And we'll see. I I don't know. Because this new Spider-Man film, which we're going to be talking about uh, on 119, I cannot get a gauge on it. My gut feel is that it's not going to be good. But we'll see. Uh, Marvel usually puts out at least digestible films, uh, even if they're not great. Uh, I like Michael Keaton. I like the idea of him being a villain. Uh, I obviously love Iron Man, so anything that involves Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man, I'm fine with, even if the act's getting old. Um, we'll see. This It could be a very negative episode. Damn, that's uh, that's ominous, especially since we haven't seen it, but okay. What? Could be a very negative film. It's okay. But what I am, I'm I looking. It's a f- negative episode. Yeah, negative episode. So, yeah, but I'm looking forward to seeing it. Okay, um, I'm good. looking forward to us talking about it. Should be pretty cool. Good. A cool discussion, at least. Yeah. yeah. I was just saying that it could be a bad movie. It's cool. I don't like Marvel. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I have. Okay, good. All right, so uh, you can always find this and all of our episodes on our website, filmtankshow.com, as well as on iTunes or Stitcher at Film Tank Show. So, from Nick Cheney to Son Egan, myself, Alex Diekman, thank you very much for catching up with us here at Film Tank, and we will catch up with you next time. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.